ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. This is Janice Porter, and I, as usual, I'm excited about my guest that is going to be on the show today. Um, we have Mary Jane Mellenbacher with us today, and Mary Jane and I have known each other for a long time through many iterations in both our lives, um, but she is truly an entrepreneur. She is a corporate veteran that has now well, in the last several years, followed her passion to help other women aspire to be all that they can be through her company, FitFoo CRM Solutions, Inc., which we'll talk about in detail, I'm sure. When she saw a need for those in direct sales and network marketing to have coaching on proper follow-up with their clients. And um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that as with a lot of us, Mary Jane came from the corporate world in when she was in where she was in management and sales and i think a lot of you know what we learned in the old school ways of doing things some things stay the same and follow up is one of those things and so with all of her experience from that time in her life she brought that to her own company so welcome mary jane thank you so podcast. much for having me i'm very happy to be with you today Janice. thank you um there was something on your um on your uh, profile, that, on your bio, that said that you had been president of a networking group for women. And I, I that was a while ago, and I seem to recall I had something to do with that. <laughs> right? Uh, that our good old of, swan days. Yes, that mm -hmm. was kind of fun. That so, was a fun time. Yeah, exactly. And just before I get started, I want to just share with my audience, because I always forget to do this, that, um, and you'll see that we both have something along this line that we, we we want to share with you. Um, my seven step formula to creating business relationships that last is an ebook that I have put on my website and you are welcome to download. And it's all about the things that one needs to do to build those relationships in, um, strongly and to help grow your business. Now, one of the things on that formula is follow up and Mary Jane is the queen of follow up. So tell us a little bit, Mary Jane, First of all, about I'm going to let you tell us what FitFoo stands for and what that's all about and sure. how that connects. Yeah, so uh, FitFoo stands for Fortune is in the follow-up, of course. And yes. um, uh, although many people ask me if I have a fitness yeah. uh, company because I'm quite uh, into a lot of fitness and do a lot of different things, and so they're like, oh, you started a fitness company? I'm like, no, I didn't. I started a follow-up company. So. So yeah, so what ended up happening, uh, as you mentioned, I was in the corporate world and I worked um, with a large organization and I was in sales with them and then I went into management with them. And, and I've always had, a, I had stints where I would leave my corporate job and go start a company and then I would come back and they would rehire me. <laughs> and so um, what ended up happening was we went through major um, um, repositioning, restructuring of the company uh, as happens. We went through a number of different owners we had a financial firm that bought us and in that process when I was a manager I had to uh, let uh, you know as part of the team that had to let almost 500 people go from their jobs 
Wow. It was really stressful. It was really a, a tough, tough time. And I was pregnant at the time. And um, so, uh, but being with the large organization, I got lots of succession planning, um, lots of training. You, you know, it was all about following up following up and making sure that you never let anybody fall through the cracks. And in fact, I would work for an advertising firm whose clients advertising would roll over the next year if you didn't follow up with them. And um, if they didn't want to pay for it because you didn't follow up, you, you would get billed out of your commission. So it was a really important thing for me because it was basically, it was my paycheck. Um, So anyways, what ended up happening is um, when I was, um, kind of let it, letting different people go from the organization. I went into early labor with my daughter. She was, <laughs> she was born five weeks early. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. She, and I swear it's because of the stress that I was yeah. kind of holding on to having to let these people go that I had worked with for so long and, you know, just being considered a number and not being able to be personal with letting them go. You know, it's all very legal and very cut and dry. And so anyways, I ended up, um, deciding uh well actually it was decided for me that I was going to be let go when I was on mat leave but my job was then um expired and so a friend of mine introduced me to a network marketing company and so I got involved with network marketing and the first thing I noticed is when I got into this there was a lot of people that had these great dreams that they wanted to build their organization they wanted to be successful but they didn't know the first thing about following up or about sales or about closing or about anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so this is interesting. So let's see how I can coach them. So we started off by coaching with, with Excel spreadsheets, keeping track of everybody, you know, giving them a system for following up, but they didn't have a way to track that and, and to remember how to follow up and where to put my customer's information. And I was like, man, you know, there's gotta be something out there for these people. And so I looked at some of the different CRMs that were available because there was a few that were definitely available that they could have used, but they were not very specific to people in direct sales and they didn't coach people. So the difference with FitFu is that uh, the knowledge that I have on following up and what you should do when somebody places a sale or when you get a referral or when you, um, you have an event, I kind of took the knowledge that I have and I implemented into the software so that I could then say, you know what, when you, um, place an order or somebody places an order with you, you should send them an email saying, thank you for your order. And then uh, you should follow up after seven days and make sure they receive their order. And then you should follow up after two weeks to make sure that they're enjoying everything. And then you should follow up after two months to make sure that they have um, used their products and do they want to reorder. So those are all automated within FitFu. So it kind of started off as a software to track your customers. And then we turned it into a coaching tool to make sure that people were actually doing what they needed to do to keep those relationships like you talk about how do you grow these relationships and how do you keep them well you keep them by retaining information about your customers and following up with them and staying connected keeping those lifelong um, you know relationships going and showing them i think there's one other little piece showing them that you care yeah so by by just picking up the phone or or you know um sending them a card or or an email on a regular basis and and i I want to talk about that a little bit but um you have to show that you're interested in them and what they're doing with your products or what you know how they're managing because if you don't yeah yeah and you know what you have to so it's really important that you say that because you know a lot of people will send out blanket emails, right? They'll say, Hey, here's my sale. But I'll tell you that if you send out a relative email, like relevant to them, right? Relevant to what their interests are, just like you said, you're going to have 18 times more revenue from that, that 
email than you would if you just sent out a blanket email. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Well, you, you have a system like FitFu or like another mm -hmm. CRM. It doesn't have to be FitFu. I would like it if it was. But, and you tag people. You, you, you track yeah. them based on their interests so that you could go and you could pull up, you know, everybody that likes Christmas music or, every, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. It could be something totally random. Anybody who's vegetarian or anybody who's this so that you can stay in contact with them. You can send them a card and say, or oh, here's a yeah. recipe that I tried that was vegan and I know you're vegan and I thought you'd like it. Wow, what a powerful way of following up with someone. I know, and it's it, it's amazing to me how um, how little that is done by yeah. people, right? Yes. So I remember, Janice, I'm gonna interrupt you because I remember once you sent me brownies <laughs> through uh, send out cards and I was floored. I was like, oh my gosh, and they were so good and I'll never forget that. And that was like five years ago or something like that. And I haven't was, sent them since. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I, but I was really impressed because I was like, I got brownies. This is fantastic. Like who doesn't like brownies? So yeah, it's vegan, you send a vegan brownie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I have a, I've told this story many times and it's, it's not even in your industry or my industry, but it so proves this point. And that is that, um, this is a, a guy actually in the network marketing industry. He's a, he's a trainer. I've known him for a while. He tells this story very briefly of um, having bought and sold three houses over 15 years and each time in the same area of where he lives. And he used a different realtor every single time. Hmm. Why? Cause nobody stayed in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, face creams or your house or your mortgage, or your insurance policy. I don't know. Like you said about um, the company you worked with, that if if they renewed and you hadn't stayed in touch with them, you got dinged for that. Yep. And I wish they'd do that in the insurance industry because these people just expect that it's going to roll over and they haven't talked to you for five right. years. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's pretty frustrating. Yeah, Because that's actually the only, I think, um, uh, traditional industry that has um, uh, like an automatic passive renewal, income, passive mm -hmm. income, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, yeah. it rolls over every year and you get paid. Well, right? the banks too, right? If you have your mortgage with the oh, bank. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess the banks do too. Yeah. Well, we don't talk your about Your loan that. has been renewed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, I know that my audience will be interested to hear some of the tips that you have in terms of follow-up. And I, I noticed on your website, you have um, one of the things that you talk about uh, in your uh, keynotes, because you do um, talk or train uh, in front of audiences. You have, do you focus on the sale instead of the relationship? And of course, that's all about what I'm about too. So talk to me about that and how relationship-based selling is like, you know, amazingly umpteen times better than transactional sales. Yeah, I think this is really important. And I, and I like to use the analogy that you've probably all heard before that we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And it surprises me how many people, when you talk to them, will try to sell you on a feature of a product before they even know what your interests are. So case in point, I was buying a Mercedes. I was, when I was in direct sales, I earned my Mercedes. So I was buying my Mercedes and the guy just kept talking about, it has Bluetooth, it has Bluetooth. So 
Well, I, I tell you what, I didn't even know what Bluetooth was at that point. <laughs> it was like eight years ago or whatever it was. And I'm just like, going, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it was really frustrating for me. I was like being a trainer in selling and how to create those relationships and to listen to what people want, to make a suggestion of, of a product that you have for them. And then if they have objections about what you're selling to them, listen to what the objection is, state it again, and they say, so, okay, so what I'm hearing is you're not interested in this because of this reason, so what about, you know, something else? And then they, then you really kind of get down to what the real objection is. Maybe it's not that it doesn't have Bluetooth. Maybe it was just $10,000 too expensive or, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're selling, you know, it's all relative. Somebody might say, you know, oh yeah, it sounds perfect, blah, blah, blah. But realistically, they might not have the money to buy something. Mm -hmm. And so if you know that, if you can figure out really what those true objections are, and you're not going to be able to do that if you're speaking all the time, mm -hmm. right? Instead, if you're listening to what the customer has to say, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to turn around and say, okay, you know what? No problem. I totally understand that this isn't going to be in your realm. Let me help you out. I'm going to give you some samples of this, but I have another product that might be more of interest to you. It's like, a little bit less expensive. Mm -hmm. It's still great quality. Uh, how about that? And then everybody's happy. So a couple of things. One, I don't know if you know this, but I, I do. A, I did a podcast, a solo podcast, a um, uh, couple months ago on listening. Did you know that an anagram of listen is silent? Oh, huh. Yeah. I think that's brilliant because that's something that who would ever. You know how today we get, we see all these, these interesting things on Facebook and whatever that people do these videos and how, where do they get the time to put all this, you know, together, like, um, where they've take called things from different things and put them into a different context. To me, the word, listen, who, who knew, like, is that, is that a message for us that it, the anagram is silent, right? Yeah. I love the message. Because and, people want to spew, right? They want to, know, you know, oh, I know. this is what I've got. This is what I'm doing. Blah, 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 blah. I know. Yeah, and, and, then, then, and then everybody just stops listening to you. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing about what you just said is um, quite often we're, we, we come across, the, the salesperson comes across as too needy and trying to find, you know, what the right fit is without listening to what they really want or asking the right questions. But one of the pieces that I think can, can maybe help people to, to step back a little too is to know that it doesn't happen immediately mm -hmm. the time. The sale does not happen immediately. So don't think that it's going to. Sometimes it is about the follow-up. It is about waiting till the time is right. But it yeah. doesn't mean that you're rejected. It just yeah. means you need to actually do the follow-up and book it. Yeah. So it's a good point because, you know, um, on average, it takes between five to 12 follow-ups before right. somebody will purchase. Right. And I, I, I pulled up another quote today from Bill Corbin uh, that said it on LinkedIn that 80% of sales are made from 20% of the salespeople and the winners sell to the prospects that the losers give up on. Love it. Yeah, and it's so true. The winners sell to the prospects that the losers give up on. Yeah. It's true. I have actually a send out card card that has those stats on it about, oh, yeah. yeah, and so 48% of people do not follow up and 80% of the sales are made after the fifth 
right? Follow up. So I know. There's only 10% of us that really follow up more than three times. Right. So that 10%, it's all numbers, right? It's all relative. Yeah. Yeah. So your system helps people remember to come back and follow up with people when they've put them in the system. Yeah. One of our taglines is, um, you know, never let anybody fall through the cracks again. And we do that in a number of ways, you know, right on your dashboard. If you haven't contacted somebody in six months, we'll let you know. Um, when you go to look for your clients, it will show you exactly the last contact date so that you can track people based on the last time you contacted them, which is really powerful. Uh, you know, you could go back and go, okay, I want to see everybody I haven't contacted since last November or, or no, we're in November, oh, that's last, good. last yeah. April, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and it will pull all those people up. So that's pretty powerful. And, and having that information, even having the information that you haven't contacted them in six months is a great reason to follow up with them and say, hey, you know what? I just wanted to call and say, hi, I haven't contacted you in six months. My apologies. This isn't a sales call. This is just a reconnection call. And I uh, just wanted to let you know that I was thinking about you. I've taken to a term that I, that I got from one of my other guests um, on my podcast, uh, circling back. I'm circling yeah. back. I love that. I'm circling back yeah. and trying not to use the word just in there. Yes. Yeah. I try to leave the just. Yeah. The right. Just circling back to see how you're doing. It's been a while and not focus on the fact that it's been, you know, a long time, but focus on that. We're actually talking now. This is great. But I think that's a good point too. I think that um, it's okay to say you screwed up. And so yeah, like in, uh, I talk like if you were to go to my, uh, our blog and stuff like that, you would see that we talk about, you know, what are some ways to follow up with customers if you screwed up with them? You know, you get, you get some soap and you put sorry on it. You say, well, it's time for me to clean up my act or, you know, some silly <laughs> things like that, that kind of, kind Show of gets put back in the door. Yeah. And shows that you're human, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, what's your take on, uh, on, and again, if you're teaching this, or would you be teaching this? Um, if you're teaching people how powerful it is in relation to the number of referrals that you might receive if you follow up more regularly. Have oh. you ever done a study on that? Or So I don't have a study on referrals, like how much your business would go up, but I right. do have a study... Uh, or some numbers that talk about how 91% of customers are actually willing to give to ref referrals, but only 11% of us actually ask for them. Yeah, so um, listen, it's all like common sense, right? If you got some referrals and it's such a warm, like that warm connection makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot easier for you to get a referral than it is for you to go after a cold prospect. Right. So we don't follow up. We don't ask for the sale and we don't ask for referrals. Yeah. What are people doing? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in sales, those th three things that Janice just said, if you do that, you will increase your revenue. Bottom line, yeah. bottom line. So, so actually, so can I say about a bottom line? So, um, you know, if you had an increase of customer retention, just customer retention yep. by 5%, you would say you would increase your profit, your bottom profit, anywhere between 25 to 95%. Wow. So, so think about that. So if you could just hold on to 5% of your, uh, or 5% more of your customers, mm -hmm. that would make a huge difference in your bottom line. Yeah. And it costs more to get a new customer than it does to retain the current customers. Yeah, it costs six times as much. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. So I know, and you're, I know you're familiar with this, that, that, you know, you do it 
through FitFu, two eyes, by the way, FitFu, um, uh, with emails. And you have those that you can set up in your system to automatically go out to remind people to stay top of mind with them. And I'm okay with that. I think that has its place. I don't think it's the only thing though. I think. Oh gosh, no, no. Okay, good. No, no so we do have automation within FitFusu that you can sell, send out automated emails. Like thanks for your order is a great yeah. automated email yeah. and you follow with a phone call. So we would have what we call funnels. And so you would have some emails in there, but then you would also have some reminders that say, pick up the phone and phone them or send them a text or, you know, it's their birthday, send them a birthday card, whatever yeah. it might be. So yeah, no. Emails are not the only form of follow-up. That's for okay. Sure. Good, good. It's funny, you know. I learned a lesson actually this morning. I went, I saw on LinkedIn that uh, one of my prospects um, had just uh, been nominated to some board, and so I, I grabbed his picture and I sent him a card congratulating him, nice and then. I thought, I know, like when I met this guy a few months ago, I knew we'd met before, but I completely forgot when. And I looked back in my history in my send out cards account, and I had actually sent him a card in, in 2014. And isn't right that after. great that you had that, that, yeah, um, but that's data, so right? weird, right? Mm -hmm. That, um, I didn't remember. You're not going to remember everybody that you meet when you're networking all the time. But so I, so I, pulled up the card again before it was gone and I put a PS on it and I said, did you know that we actually met in 2014 the first oh. time? And just for fun. That's and awesome. See, I think that's really important because you, you can't remember everybody that you meet, especially right. if you're out prospecting or if you're doing parties or if you're whatever it is. And it, the more you can do, like if you can track everybody that was an event and look up that person's name and say, gee, have I, did I, you know, meet right. Bill Smith before? I can't even remember if I did. And look it up in your software and go, oh yeah, he was at Janice's party and I met him there, or I met him at the Swan networking event, or right. I met him at an Ace Tech meeting or whatever it might be, then that's powerful. That's powerful information. That's really, really powerful. Totally. Now, there was something I read on your profile about how you, um, and I don't know if you teach this in, in your uh, training, but uh, how you adapt to adapting to all different client personalities and having that skill to be able to do that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Actually, we were talking about this at, we went out with some girls the other night and we were talking about it. So there's different names for um, the test that you can take to see what kind of personality style right. you are. So a really simple one uh, that you could utilize are four different birds. So there's the dove, who is somebody that's very caring, okay. um, yeah. that concerns about everybody else. And, and usually you'll find them in HR. So I'm going to relate this to my corporate. This is where we sure. did all of our corporate stuff. So you have the dove. Then you have a peacock, which is many of you that are listening to this probably. It's people that are in sales, that like to be in front of people, that like to be on the microphone, uh, like to be on camera. Um, you know, look at me, I'm great. And when you get sales, you tell your managers, you tell people because you want a pat on the back. And that's kind of how, how we roll, right? Yeah. And then you have eagles. And eagles, a lot of salespeople are also a combination of peacocks and eagles because eagles are kind of like, uh, let's get to business. So um, really important to, like when you're dealing with an eagle, to understand their personality. And if you're a dove and you're trying to deal with somebody who's like, okay, come on, let's just get down to business because I'm busy. And, and a, a dove has to learn how to relate to that and not ask personal questions 
just kind of get to the business, right? Right. And then there's the last one is an owl and the owl is like an accountant. So the eagle would be like the CEO and the owl would be like an accountant. So um, they're all about the numbers. It's about statistics. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like they are like, uh, you know, I'll believe you when you show me the numbers. <laughs> and so if you're dealing with a, um, an owl, you just show them the numbers. You say, here's the numbers. And they'll go, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. So they're kind of like even scientists too, right? Because scientists are very... Um, fact-based right they they want right. to know the facts and so the different personality styles is and I don't train it a lot um, but uh, but I do talk about it because I think that a lot of people in sales will be dealing with people that are maybe devs and so they have to kind of back up a little bit and they have to they have to think about using their ears more than their mouth when you you know we come back to what we started this conversation with mm -hmm. and so I think that when you can start to see that some people if you can start to think about them in these birds it's a really easy uh, yeah, it way of analyzing it and to go okay she's a dove how do i work with a dove you're you're softer you're more empathetic you're you know you just you you take it to a, a friendship level right away about feelings not things about feelings yeah. yes and when you deal with a peacock you know you look fantastic oh my gosh you know it's, it's just their personality ego right it's like amazing it's yeah, amazing yeah. and you can sit at a table with all of your friends and you could say oh yeah she's this and she's this yeah. because you know them really well yes but it takes a little bit but you have to kind of understand and kind of catch on to it fast and so if you start thinking about those things it's going to make it a lot easier for um for your listeners to go okay i for whatever reason i failed on that sales call i wonder why and maybe you can look at the personality style and, and were you adjusting to that personality style, the person that you were talking to? So, um, so I, I, it's really funny that you're talking about that because we were just talking about it two nights That's ago. funny. When, when I was in corporate, we did one that was the colors. Yeah, the colors. Yeah. 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 And um, I'm actually thinking about taking the DISC program myself just to, yeah, because it's, it, it's fascinating, right? Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's like there's the, um, in all of the different ways of describing these types or these personality types, really, there's the, the people who are task-oriented or people who are people-oriented, right? Yeah, that's Those, a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, the two sure. differences. So it made me think of one other thing I want to ask you, which is um, dealing with a lot of, I mean, you're, the industry that you know for your, that attracts and your, your um, CRM is, is for is the direct sales network marketing business. And, you know, I'm a network marketer too. And, and I find it very interesting and frustrating how many people in this quote industry think that they're not in sales. Yes. Yes. And I think that I, I, you know, the thing is, is that so many people get in direct sales because they want to have their own business because they want to be make extra money. They want to make more money than what they're doing right now. They don't want to, they don't want to be a number or they want to join a social network. You know, there's a lot of different reasons why people join direct sales, but the people, those people that are listening to this podcast that are in direct sales because they want to make money, you have to treat it like a business. Yes. Like you really do have to treat it like a business. And yes, you are in sales. You're selling not only your product, you're selling your business, you're selling yourself because if you're going to have a, a big organization, you need to be a leader. Yeah. So not only are you a salesperson, but if you really want to take it to the next level, you have to be a leader. And that doesn't, that doesn't come naturally for everybody, right. but everybody can do it. Because if you're just yourself and you know the certain elements of listening, um, 
you know, mirroring your clients, mm -hmm. um, following up. These things are duplicatable when you show people how to do it. And it's just a system. You just have to get into a system. The problem is, Janice, is people don't have a system. Mm -hmm. They don't have a system when somebody buys something. What do I do? Oh gosh, yeah, they bought something. Okay, I'll gonna say thanks, but then what, what about six months from now or a year from now? Mm -hmm. What is your system? Some people have a system when they uh, um, enroll somebody new, which is great, but how do you duplicate that system for them so that it's easy for them to get, um, to, to also enroll people? So it, you have to simplify it, right? You have to mm -hmm. do the kiss, the kiss, the keep it simple. Um, and, and when you can simplify it and you can make it a system that is easy to duplicate, then no problem. But you gotta do that, though you gotta do those things, you gotta create those relationships, you got to um, keep your notes, like mm -hmm. up to date, um, you got to track things, you got to follow up. These are all really, really important things that you need to do. And so, yeah, so anybody can be successful in direct sales. Every single year, the direct sale industry takes off. There's like 118 million people worldwide now that are doing direct sales. It's a huge, huge opportunity. Um, Asia Pacific is like the biggest, like, so if your company is, expanding like man you could have an international company the more serious you take your business the more successful you'll be and the more your customers will take you seriously too so mm -hmm. yeah. i don't know if yeah. that answers your question i went on a bit of a soapbox that's okay that's okay because um everything you said makes sense and is true and and is often overlooked by people who say that you know that they're in this business but they don't really know what the word business means because they mm -hmm. don't have a clue right yeah and um and then they're using a hotmail account and uh mm -hmm. you know which all of this stuff yeah. so even yahoo hotmail gmail yeah. you know what get yourself your own domain name yep. and have your you know at janisporter.com right mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. easy to do like just mm -hmm. get her down it doesn't cost you very much money but it makes you look a lot more professional and it's like your front door if you don't have a location then your website and your email address is your front door so exactly. make it look professional so just to wrap up the last question i want to ask you is basically giving you free reign to um maybe give my audience the top three things that you would share about, I would say about follow-up because that's what you're queen of. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to circle back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to circle back to uh, number one with follow-up is take a piece of paper and write down your system. When you have a brand new customer that makes a sale that you sell something to for the first time, what 12 follow-ups are you going to do with that person? Because you know what? You should do 12 follow-ups a year with Ooh, your like customers. That. So a follow-up could be, you know, thank you for your order email. Mm -hmm. A follow-up could be seven days later. Did you get your order? Are you enjoying it? A follow-up could be a birthday call. A follow-up could be, hey, you know what? I got a brand new product. I know that you bought this product in the past and they would work really well together. So I wanted to let you know about it. A follow-up could be, hey, the product you bought before is actually on sale. A, a follow-up can be uh, asking them to ha have an event for you. But remember, a follow-up doesn't always have to be a sales call. Right. But you have to get these systems into place. You have to think about, when I get a brand new customer, what does my customer service look like? And you need to write it down. You gotta write it down first. I'm gonna do that because I haven't done that for a while. Yep. 
So, and then you do that with your first, like your customers, and then you do it for, okay, what about my prospects? What about my, uh, my team members? What about my customers that do repeat sales? You know, one of those follow-ups has to be ask for a referral. That should be one of your follow-ups. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is now you need a system. You need a system to host your information for your customers. So, you know what, people will use Excel or they use recipe cards or whatever it is. This day and age, you know what, get yourself a software system that will, you know, do it for you, will remind you to follow up with your customers so that you can go back and this is your data, your database is your business. So you need to manage your database. And if you're not managing your database, you're not managing your business. And you can let people fall through the cracks. And I, okay, I hear it all the time. My customers are phoning me and they're like, oh my gosh, Mary Jane, I wrote down somebody's name on a sticky note and my wind, my um, <laughs> roof was open and it went flying out the thing and I never got her number again. So it's like, oh gosh. So get a system into place where you're not going to lose your client's information. I used to have a binder full of client information when I was in direct sales and I was travel and I would take these two big binders with me so that I could have their information on, on their client profiles. Well, listen, love it. so much easier to have a system like FitFu so that you can, um, you can follow up and find your customer's information. So that's number two. Um, so system in place, number one, like what's your process? Mm -hmm. Number two is a system um, that is um, you know, accessible. And number three, I'm delaying here because I want to give you the most important one. I think number three would be just to get it done, like to give yourself goals every day, like have some goals set for yourself so that that it revolve around follow up. Like, like on my, um, on my Facebook page uh, for members, I'll say, okay, I'm going to give you guys a challenge to do 10 follow ups today, get 10 follow ups done. And it's not just a blanket email to 10 people. It's like specific research your customer. What did they buy in the past? What, what are they up to and make it personal, whether it's a phone call, mm -hmm. whether it's a personal email, whether it's a text, make it personal. And I think that that's really important to, to be different. And maybe that's where I should be coming around for this number three is that it's being different, you know, because being personal is totally different from what your competition is doing because the majority of them, 80% of them are not doing it, right? It's only the 20% of you that are getting this right. stuff done. So you need to be different. I like Coco Chanel's um, uh, quote, you know, the one Janice, you have to be irreplaceable to be remembered. Is that what, it's, what it is? Or no, you have to be, oh, in order to be irreplaceable, you have to be different. Yes, yes. My father used to say nobody is indispensable. Yeah. You have to find a way to make yourself that way, right? Yeah, so in order to be irreplaceable, you must always be different. Yeah, yeah. And then there was, so that would be a key to be, to be yeah. different. And being different isn't hard. It's just I know. personal follow-ups. I know. It's not hard. And you know, um, I'm just going to sneak this in because it's the perfect place to do it. That our statistics that we talk about with uh, send out cards, because you know I'm the card queen, is yeah. only 3% of people, only 3% of our mail today are cards. Oh. And, right? 97% is bills and, and junk. So if you send someone a note, it could be a personal note, whatever, but if you take the time to do any of that, you will stand out from the crowd. So that's a good yes. way to do it too. Yes, and I should have said that for sure, like emails, cards, yeah. texts, whatever. But a card, I tell you what, when I open up that mailbox and I get a card, I'm like, ooh, what's this? And my daughter, when she gets a card, she's like so excited. Oh, I got yeah. mail. 
Because we've come back, the tangible touch yeah. is really important. So this has been delightful. And yeah. um, I think it's time to say, to wrap up. And I want to just give my audience an opportunity, first of all, to know where to find you. I know you have something you'd like to share with them and how they can test. I think you can take FitFoo for a test run, right? Yeah, you should take it for a little test drive and uh, just go to fitfoo.com, www.fiitfu.com, which stands for Fortune is in the follow-up. And you can have a seven-day free trial there. And then I also have under the shop area a free ebook that's 10 steps to follow up success. And so uh, that's a great book that you can do. And if you want, you can find me on social media too, because on our fit through Twitter, uh, that's available there as well as Facebook would love if you, you know, if you go to my Facebook page and um, at fitfoo.com or facebook.fitfoo and like us and let us know how you like this webinar and if there's, or not webinar, but podcast, sorry. And if there's more that you want to learn or know about, then I'm happy to help you out. I'm, we're always doing, post on our our Facebook page to kind of help people to remember, you know, a sales call isn't, or sorry, a follow-up's not always a sales call and different statistics and that sort of thing. So, so check us out there and uh, we, I'd love to be able to support you in any way I can. That's great. Thank you so much. There's a lot of valuable information there and I will post on the show notes, all of those things of how they can find you on those things. So thank you again for being my guest today. We've done a couple of things lately. I think I did a call for your Fit for yes, people, which did a was great fun. job with on all the Facebook. social media information and yeah that was fun and um and i'm looking forward to uh uh getting this up and and uh, sharing it with your audience as well so yeah. thank you so much thank and you you have a wonderful day thank you and thank you for having me it was an honor to be with you here today so You're very welcome thank you so much for listening to the podcast today if this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.